0: Hey, do I need to record another introduction for this episode?
1: Um, I mean
0: that's stuff it, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so Gummy, your first trip go-karting as an actual <laughs> racing fan. <laughs> How was it?
1: Uh, it was it was so good. Yep. I mean, I know I really paid you out about like and go karting, saying it was for kids and all <laughs> that. But I take all of that back. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like every new F one fan needs to go karting. Right. It's just it's so good to understand the sport and understand what they're going through. Uh, everything. By the way, can I ask? Do you get commissioned for that karting place in Canberra? Because you seem to know <laughs> everyone there. So.
0: I should. I actually should start asking for that. Hey, I reckon they get a lot of business through me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said it's about, you know, experiencing what the drivers experience kind of thing. Like, how was it? Like, what did you feel when you were out there?
1: Uh, it was It was both physically and mentally intense. Like, if I had a lot of respect for drivers, I have even more respect after going karting and just, um, you know, and it's not even a real F1 car. It's not even going as fast or as many g-forces yeah, yeah, as yeah. an f fun car so I think I think at first I was a little bit nervous I was scared of hitting the barriers and I was braking in places that I didn't need to
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I saw your brake lights coming on a few times <laughs> just just all the time it was just going <laughs> red all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then I think you kind of I think you the one who gave me the tip about you know only break once you get to this point and I was like what so you just accelerate the whole way through and you're like yeah 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 all good um and then that really freed me like I think I had that Uh breakthrough moment like a bird
0: like Like Nelly Furtado yeah
1: yeah insert sound bite from (laughs) but um yeah then I just started breaking a lot less I did start hitting the barriers a bit more but you know (laughs) I kind of used the barriers to Propel me forward, you know, (laughs) like Mario (laughs) Kart. But yeah, yeah, I think I really followed the brake less, accelerate more, and then my lap times definitely improved a lot.
0: Nice, nice. Did the racing line thing kind of make a bit of sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Learning about the apexes helped a lot. Mm. Um, Although sometimes I think you were telling me because when you were behind me obviously lapping me at that point. Um, I was going more like inside, inside, outside rather than outside, okay. inside, outside. Like I was yeah, yeah. too focused on hitting the apex straight away. Um, so I probably need to go back and analyse some of the videos <laughs> uh, and see what this else This happens happened. to a
0: lot of people when they're like, when they get into the karting and they sort of understand. Cause I think for some people when they go out in the go-kart, it's just like a bit of an overwhelming experience. You know, you're, you're wearing this helmet. There are other people zooming by. But once you kind of get past that um, and you start like trying to improve and you start looking at the lap times, that's when you start talking about going back and analyzing the video (laughs) and the data and wanting to go back because you reckon you could go a bit quicker and stuff like that.
1: And I realized like one small mistake and I just knew the whole lap was stuffed up. So it was like, there's no point. And now I understand like in qualifying and stuff, I'm like, oh, they already ruined that lap through that or you know traffic gets in their way and they're really pissed off because they could have been on a flying lap
0: like the track that we went to the last corner is like really important for your whole lap time um, and it's it can be quite challenging as well so the worst thing is when you've gone through you've done all these corners got through the whole lap really nice and cleanly it feels like a good one and then you stuff yeah. up the last yeah. corner oh, yeah is,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah it was good felt like we were going so fast but what, what were we going like 60 K's? Probably? 50, I think they maxed out those oh, things. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you're so close to the ground. Yeah. It feels like it feels a lot more than that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely noticed like because we got different carts for each session, yeah. each cart was like set up a little bit differently. Like the, the braking and acceleration were a little bit more or less sensitive. And I was like, oh, this is what drivers talk about when they're saying like tailoring the car to the. Style because I definitely preferred one cart over the other, which yep. just felt a lot lighter and, um, you know, easier. So, fair enough. Um, yeah. there was a flowy bit as well, which was really fun to drive. It was like, you know, the bit in the middle where you're just kind of uh, clipping yeah. each apex and you're basically driving straight. <laughs> it was like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you're carrying a lot of speed through there. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you're clipping the apexes on the way. So, <laughs> yeah, I think all those, um, racing line tips helped and, I'm glad. A few driver 101 tips she gave me yeah, helped yeah, yeah. as well. Um, like... The first tip was around looking a few a few corners ahead um, or looking ahead and not down. Because uh, yeah. there was a bit where I started looking basically just in front of the car, like down, trying to stay on the, the shiny or non-shiny part, yeah. whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, trying to stay on the grippy part of the track. Uh, and... When I, when I mentioned that to you, you were like, "Gum, don't be looking down. You need to be looking straight ahead. And like, you know, and then I was like, all right, I'm just like going for it. Eyes up, eyes ahead. up. That's something you eyes always
0: up. hear a lot of driver coaches saying. Yeah, yeah. eyes up. You've yeah. got to try and look very far down the track and, and through the corners as well, they say. so Through, you know,
1: through the walls, like, you know, like extra vision. <laughs> you <don't>, you know.
0: <laughs> That's it, yeah. I mean, as far, I mean, obviously you can't really, but you're trying to look as far ahead as you can. And because you're going to be there in no time because you're traveling that quickly. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like something that even I, when I was learning to drive and still and trying to train myself to do is is look further up the road. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, that made it quite mentally intense because you have to, you're focusing the entire time and not even a split second loss of focus means like you've kind of screwed up the, the lap or you're in the barrier. <laughs> so, um, what's that line you say about? marbles or something
0: so the marbles that that came up when you talked about looking down at the the grippy part of the track because um you've got your racing line which we talked about in racing line part one Um, that's where all the grip is because all the rubber gets laid down there but then you get all the dust and debris on the track that gets swept to the side and you also get these things that we call marbles which are like literally little balls of rubber that accumulate on the side of the track Ah. um
1: Wow, so and they're actually just, like little little marble.
0: It's rubber that gets flicked off the tires.
1: I thought you were saying marbles like it looks like a marble type of part of the track, so... <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> like it's has got a No, so yeah, literally like little balls of rubber and, and when you get onto them, it's like hitting ice. Like there's suddenly... Uh, no grip kind of thing and it actually happened to me when I went to overtake you on one of the laps <laughs> and had to go around you so I went off the race oh, and no. I just had this big skid, and I was like I could <laughs> see the wall coming um, oh, dear. and the rest was just luck somehow I kept it out of the wall that's what you'd get for overtaking
1: <laughs> me or laughing me at that point I think um so yeah so FYI for listeners I didn't beat to <laughs> time I didn't even get within three seconds I say maybe within three seconds but not within two seconds um so yeah um fortunately I lost the bet
0: (laughs) I I reckon next time we go you'll be you'll be like closer to like one and a half seconds one and a half okay okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but it was definitely very challenging
0: what was the other lesson what was the other driver 101
1: that was about not gripping the steering wheel too hard oh, i yeah. was gripping for dear life and then <laughs> my fingers and everything were like starting to hurt yeah and yeah. i was like oh how do you guys do this for so long like yeah. this was only eight minutes in or something yeah. and then i think you told me like just relax just move with the car instead of trying to fight it and grip a lot less like try and grip as minimal as possible yeah. with the steering wheel that's something that a <laughs> lot
0: of people do when they first like i'd say everyone When they go go go-karting for the first time, they get out of the go-kart and they're like, oh, my hands or my forearms are like aching.
1: Yeah. And you're like, dude, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Well, you know, it's,
0: it's totally fair for that to happen because, yeah, it's, you know, a pretty different or slightly intense kind of thing you're doing. You're focused and you're like really like gritting your teeth while you're out there holding the steering wheel lightly. Helps you really uh, feel what the go-kart is doing. It, let, it lets the cart communicate with you. It, you can feel when the front tires are sliding and things like that. It does help you become a bit more one with the cart, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. And I guess one tip that you did mention to me um, that we didn't really discuss in the last episode was about pretty much like moving the apex to a little bit further on. So... Yeah going to hit the point a little bit later on than the the geometric apex yeah Um, yeah yeah. so i don't know why that worked but it came through in my lap times like can you explain (laughs) that yeah
0: yeah so uh, (laughs) what you're describing is the the late apex i guess as it's often referred to um in in racing line part one we talked about as you mentioned the the geometric apex which is kind of at the it's on the inside edge of the track and it's at the center geometrically of the corner um, but often, not all the time, but quite often, uh, we gain a bit of benefit by actually moving our target a little bit further down the track. Uh, so in in the case of our go-kart track, like the size of it and, and the radius of the corners and things, um, that was about like a metre, a metre meter and a half often. Um, it, it tends to vary from corner to corner. But the reason we actually do it is, and this is hard to describe without, it's even hard to describe with the aid of visuals, to be honest, but... What it does is it it forces us to turn into the corner a little bit later than we ordinarily would if we're aiming for that geometric apex, Uh, but it also forces us to rotate our car or the cart a little bit earlier in the corner. So what happens is even before we've reached the apex, we've actually rotated the cart a lot more towards the inside of the corner. And then as we're exiting the corner, our steering wheel and our cart is a lot straighter. So... The, the cart is sort of pointed down the track or the ex- towards the exit of the corner earlier. And that's important because it actually lets us start squeezing the accelerator earlier. That gives us that stronger acceleration out of the corner and therefore hopefully a higher speed at the end of the following straight.
1: I trust the geometry. <laughs> I trust the geometry. You would. So you might use this when the corner is just before a big straight?
0: Yeah. But also, right? it, yeah. it does depend on the geometry of the corner as well. So without getting too much into the technicalities of this, what we generally do is the larger the radius of the corner, the, the more we kind of bring our apex back towards the geometric apex. So there okay. are some corners where we will use a geometric apex, but the tighter the corner and the more we want to optimize the exit, the more we'll kind of push it down towards a slightly later apex. Now there's no black and white, you know, it should be X meters after the geometric apex or anything like that. Um, It's kind of something that you you develop with feel when you're out there in your actual cart, in the actual car, on the actual racetrack. Uh, And there'll be variances, you know, between cars and between drivers and things like that. So that's kind of where things get a little bit more vague and a bit more, I guess, personal to each driver and things like that.
1: So basically you take the late apex, when the tells
0: you to <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, so in a late apex you're saying you straighten up the wheel earlier. Yeah. It that allows right? you to straighten out. And that's a good thing. Earlier. Okay. It is.
0: Why is that? So, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's um, Well,
1: I'm just thinking, like, can't you just – you can't just go fast, like, while hmm. you're turning steering wheel or no? You have to always have the steering wheel straight to go the fastest? Well,
0: it helps a lot. Um, and we're getting into some, some really good – Oh,
1: man. I'm doing corners really wrong in the road car. While I'm in the corner, I'm, like, accelerating, <laughs> like, around that corner. You know the yeah. one around Parliament House where you're, like, going around, coming <laughs> through? Corner. I'm, like, accelerating – yeah even though the recommended speed is lower i'm just like <laughs> oh no we <laughs> got a hood on our hands now i love that
0: um hope my dad's not listening no. <laughs> yeah look it's definitely um we're getting into some good theory about race driving here so i'm glad you asked um look on a road car you can probably accelerate and turn we're so below the limits on a road car it doesn't really make much of a difference. Um, But something you see when someone kind of goes go-karting for the first time and they're like a competitive kind of person and they think, you know, they know what they're doing and they've watched a bit of racing and stuff. Um, Yeah, well, um, a mistake I often see them make is they'll be doing a lot of accelerating with the steering wheel turned. And the reason we want to try and avoid that is driving a car fast or driving a cart fast is all about optimizing the tyres and how we use the tyres because no matter what you're doing on the track, whether you're accelerating whether you're decelerating, whether you're steering, it all happens through your four tires and their interaction with the road surface.
1: And is that is that because you have un, like you have limited tires? Yeah, that's why. That's a big consideration. Right? That's exactly. If you yeah. had unlimited tires, it wouldn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, when we when we talk about tire limitations, it's not so much about you know the tire wear and the tire life. That's definitely a thing, but our tires can only do so much. So if you think about it, at any given moment, they're they're touching the ground at like one specific part, like at the bottom of the tire, right? The whole tire is not touching the ground. Um, And that part we call the contact patch. Uh, I guess we could imagine it to be like a a rectangle, um, a rectangular patch where the tire touches the ground. Um, And regardless of whether we're accelerating, braking, steering, all of that is achieved by the tire interacting with the ground and sharing action-reaction forces with the ground. Like we're getting back to year ten physics here and Newton's. I know. I was going to say. No, yeah, oh, but yeah. it's. I mean, if you think about our feet and the soles of our feet, you know, if we're like propelling ourselves forward when we're walking or running, you know, our feet are pushing off the ground, and when we're turning as well, it's our feet that sort of do that. The soles of our feet gripping on the ground. Same thing with the tires, but there's only so much grip available to them and it's all about trying to use up as much of that capacity or all of that capacity as you can when you're getting through the corner so first you're braking decelerating towards the corner what you want to do is use all of that tire capacity to brake and decelerate so 100% of it is um, applying a force sort of against the cart and slowing it down but at this point if you start turning the steering wheel you're already using 100% of your tire's capacity or capability to decelerate the cart. So, if you start turning the wheel, you're asking too much of them. And the second you ask too much of the tires, they start to lose grip and they start to slide over the road surface. Um, so, if you've watched oh, movies, right. you've seen this happen, right? Um, you know, sometimes people, maybe it's happened to you on the road as well, where a kangaroo jumps out in front of you, you slam the brakes and you actually brake too hard. And you ask too much of the tires; they lock up, and they sort of skid along the the road surface.
1: Well, that's why you should always just brake straight, right? You shouldn't try to like swerve and brake because then you're just going to lose control. Well, is that right? That's what they kind of. <laughs> that's what the
0: like driving teachers kind of teach you. It's they kind of teach you to do that because they don't want to go the effort of teaching you how to properly evade things. Um, because what you actually do want to do is. Treat it like you're a, a racing corner, if you ask me. So maybe we'll get back to that in a second. But if you imagine, like I was saying, you want
1: to swerve around the kangaroo well, like the sometimes you're gonna
0: going. have to swerve, right? Sometimes you you can't. Ah. Sometimes you can't break hard See, we're hard learning.
1: Enough. We're learning like life lessons as well. No, like no, no, no. Wait, swerve, wait, wait. Kangaroos. Wait. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Let's>
0: just, <laughs> listen to this whole thing first. Listen to this whole discussion <laughs> before you start making that decision, because there's a reason why driving teachers try and keep it simple for you. Um, but what happens is if you're braking at maximum capacity and you do something to, to overload the tires by, you know, braking too much or starting to turn the steering wheel, they're, they're going to start sliding over the road surface. Um, so that's a bad thing because you can imagine if your front tires are sliding over the road surface, you can turn the wheel as much as you like, but the momentum of the car is just going to keep it going forward and you're going to hit Skippy. Right. So yeah. we, we want to avoid sliding. So what we actually do on a racetrack is when we start turning the steering wheel to actually turn into the corner, we start coming off the brake pedal. So at first you're asking 100% of the tyres to decelerate and brake, but then you kind of come off the brake pedal a little bit to say 95%. So then you've got 5% that you can use to start steering the car. So you start turning the steering wheel. And then you come off a little bit more with the brake pedal, 90%, give it a bit more steering angle. And keep transitioning all the way across until eventually you're not braking at all. Your foot's completely off the brake pedal and you're turning as much as you're going to be turning for this corner. Then you want to start accelerating out of the corner. So again, you start squeezing the throttle or the accelerator pedal, but again, you've got to start opening up capacity in the tyres to do that. So you start opening the steering wheel up. So instead of using 100% of the tyres to steer the car, to turn the car, you start straightening the steering wheel, 95%. And that gives you 5% where you can accelerate. And again, you're transitioning until you're 100% on the throttle and you're not turning the steering wheel at all. So that's why the earlier you can start opening the steering wheel up, straightening it up, the earlier you can accelerate without asking too much of the tyres. Because if you do, they're going to break traction and they're going to slide. So to avoid those things, you've got to let go of the accelerator and get things under control again, then accelerate. And all of that costs tenths of a second, which is a lot in in motorsport right
1: oh man i've been doing corners all wrong even after (laughs) (laughs) the racing line lesson but
0: well yeah i think that's a really important element of watching a car being driven around a racetrack yeah yes they're trying to figure out the line and optimize the line there's a little bit to that but really getting it to follow that line while absolutely using all of its capability that's what's really hard and that's what's like a bit of an art form, really.
1: And that's why the drivers get paid
0: so much. The big bucks, yep. yep.
1: And just a side question can learning about the racing line also help me to park better? <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad at parking so <laughs> it's like can i optimize the line
0: just reverse park reverse parking is so much easier nah
1: nah we'll see